With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to the Lose the Cape podcast, where we get real with busy moms and talk about how they survive their daily juggle. If you are a busy mom who believes in the idea of moms helping moms with tips, tools, and resources to survive, this is the podcast for you. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 15 already of our Lose the Cape podcast. Well, already I've been doing this on and off for two years, so it's about time I made it to the mid-teens. Um, today, I'm really excited to share an interview that I actually recorded with a good friend of mine back in early December. And um, I've been speaking of there's just not enough time in the day. The podcast seems to always get thrown off to the last minute. So I had hoped to um, share this podcast early in December, shortly after she launched her book. But this week is Random Acts of Kindness Week. And today, I forgot to mention, it is February 16th, 2016, if you're listening sometime in the future. Um, so it is Random Acts of Kindness Week for 2016. And being that her book is about simple giving and giving back in different ways that you can make an impact in your community and do good for others, I thought it was a really appropriate interview for this week. Um, as far as what is new and exciting with our Lose the Cape site, we continue to add contributors and great content to the site. If you're listening um, to this podcast through Stitcher or iTunes, I hope you'll visit us on our site, losethecape.com. Of course, you can find all the show notes and everything that we talk about in this interview on our website, losethecape.com forward slash podcasts. And um, I just appreciate you being with us here today. All right. Enjoy my interview with Jennifer Iacovelli. Today, I'm excited to interview my friend and author, Jennifer Iacovelli. She's a writer, speaker, and consultant and blogs at Another Jennifer and the Simple Giving Lab. We'll be sure to include those links in our notes. Um, Jennifer has worked in the nonprofit sector for over 10 years, and she writes about philanthropy, and she has recently published a book called Simple Giving, Easy Ways to Give Every Day, which I am actually holding in my hands right now, and it is such a pretty book and such a wonderful book. So welcome, Jennifer. Thank you for being here. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yes. So um, your interest, we're just going to talk about your interest quickly first, and then we'll talk about the book. You got interested in philanthropy because of your work through the nonprofit sector, nonprofit sector, or how did that come about? Yeah, I, um, like you said, I've worked in the nonprofit world for about 10 years now. I'm a director of development for a homeless shelter currently, and I've worked in substance use treatment and behavioral health and just I've always been in the development side, so communications, fundraising, um, stuff like that. And and I've always found that, you know, I've actually had to, like, 
say no to donations before in the past, and I, I still do in my current job. You know, I, I it, which is a little odd. Um, you know, and I, I would notice people who really want to give but not really sure how to give, you know, to a certain nonprofit. Um, and, you know, and as a donor, too, I always found myself, like, at the end of the year, like now, this time of year, thinking, wow, I didn't give enough this year. Uh, why do I only think about this at the end of the year? And and so I kind of just saw all these disconnects, and I started to write about it on my blog, Another Jennifer, and I've been doing my Philanthropy Friday series since, what, 2011, and I just feature people and businesses who um, incorporate giving into everyday life, and I was kind of looking for ideas. And from there, after writing it for so long, I realized I had so many resources and contacts and ideas and stories um, that I wanted to make, just put it together and figure out how to make it bigger and, and put it all in a book. Um, and so I have it. So in the book is, you know, six different giving models. I go into a little bit more of the psychology behind giving. Um, and there, I include resources and all kinds of stories, including yours. And, um, and action steps and things like that. So it's sort of just all just my ideas on giving and how we have to just look at it more, not just time and money, but like how can we give every day, like the simple ways that we can incorporate giving into everyday life. Yeah, I, I really do like how you um, not only took examples, stories, and all of that stuff, but ended each chapter with um, – with the action steps because, you know, a lot of people can read about it and say, oh, that's nice and great, but how do I implement that? So that's right. really good. Um, I'm really proud of this book for you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and you were very helpful with it too as well. Oh, thank you. But um, So when you decided you were going to write the book, you had a little bit of, of an inside um, track with your ex-father-in-law being um, – a publishing agent. Um, so what was the process like for you working with an agent and, um, and finding a publisher for it? Yeah, it was, it's interesting because um, he's, yeah, he's not my former father-in-law and at the time he was my father-in-law <laughs> and it was fun. It's funny because he's been in publishing. My ex-husband's family has been in publishing for many years and um, just different generations and stuff. And I, you know, and I always knew that, and they're more in the sort of Christian um, realm, and I never really thought twice about it. Um, but, you know, for a while, I just, as I was writing, and I, I realized I, I wanted to do more with the writing that I was doing on philanthropy, and I knew I had something there that I needed to expand on. So I just asked him one day, and he's a literary agent, and he, he I mean, and he's seen every side of the publishing business and he just is incredibly knowledgeable so I, I just asked him one day I said listen I want to write this this is my idea I want to write a book point me in the right direction and I didn't even expect him to I figured he'd like give me some names or whatever um, and, he, and he said you know what I want to I would like to um, represent you and he does he does do a lot he does nonfiction stuff too and he's been expanding different things so I and I was like, okay, great, perfect. And so he, and, and actually, I mean, it was a long process. I'm not going to lie. Um, so he actually, he, the first thing he did was send me over um, 
a, a template for a proposal, for a book proposal. And he's like, this is the first thing we need to do. We need to complete this. And it's, and it was basically, um, you know, and it was very thorough. He's been using it for years, so it works well. Um, and it was, a lot of it was, and this was right down my alley because I have a marketing background. A lot of it was, you know, what is the book about? How are we going to, who's the audience? How are we going to market it? Um, what is your, you know, platform currently? You know, how are you going to promote it? Um, what you, what can you offer basically, you know, or, or does anybody know who you are? Um, and then we, and then, you know, the, a breakdown of chapters and a couple of, um, and then I had to write and, and I had not written anything at this point. This was just an idea. Um, and then I had to write two chapters, sample chapters for a potential publisher. So that was the first thing that I had to do. And I'll, I'll tell you, that took a long time because you know, I was working for myself at the time and, you know, my mom, it just busy schedule. It took a long time for me to get through that process. I would work on it when I had a chance and I had to like, oh, I actually have to write these chapters now. <laughs> um, so that was, you know, the first step. And, you know, and I and I have to say, like, I had no clue what I was doing. Um, and so it was really good to work with him because he, because of all the knowledge that he has and all the experience, he could sit down and explain absolutely everything to me step by step. Right. That is definitely the advantage of going with and having an experienced agent. <laughs> right. And I would say there in, you know, and, and from there, once I finally finished it, um, and, you know, he helped me edit some of the chapters and stuff. Once I finally finished it, it was time to shop it you know, with publishers. And for me, like the good thing with working with an agent, I didn't have to do a thing from there. It was like, okay, you know, I worked with, um, there was like another editorial assistant who was, um, sending it out and stuff and, and sending out query letters and, um, the proposal and everything. Um, but it was sort of like sit back and wait after that, which is great because I wouldn't have had time to do that myself. And I would have had no idea who to even contact um, and he, of course, already had all the the contacts. So, you know, to the who the right you know type of publishers are because there's so many out there. So there was deadlines, and there was extended deadlines. I actually ended. I went through a divorce in the period in that period. So, um, and I had to do a lot of research and all kinds of stuff. So, um, I worked with the editor for a while um, on that kind of stuff. Um, that was a long process. Um, just, you know, once I had everything and, and going through, you know, the copy edited version and then a manuscript. And, hmm. um, so that was, there was like two or three stages to that. And, and still, I mean, I'm in almost daily contact with my publicist is the one in particular that I'm working with. And, um, she's been booking me on all kinds of interviews um and we've we've gotten a lot of tension in different articles and stuff that I'm writing stuff that I'm being interviewed for we did a blog tour that I kind of took the initiative with the blog tour just because I I know a lot of bloggers and could get a lot involved right um but they've they sent a lot of books out ahead of time and they really marketed it um around the holiday season because you know it's around it's simple giving right so it kind of fits so I am kind I'm realizing that a lot of authors don't have that experience right no you're exactly right especially in the um 
I, I don't know about traditional publishing, but especially in the non-traditional. And when you've sent out a couple of the places that you've done interviews, which have been fantastic, like with Jenny McCarthy. Yeah. And one was on, were you on NPR? Yeah, I've done a couple of NPR ones on, you know, different different cities. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's fantastic. That's really a, a wide reach that, you know, other other books, <laughs> other people who are self-publishing don't even realize to think about doing, so. Right, right. And, and you know, and I'm sure it helps that it comes from, you know, it's like a random house. Right. It's a big, you know, address and whatever. And, you know, that's the publicist, you know. Right. So it, it's interesting. And I think, and I've talked to even, you know, my agent about this as well. It's like, he's like, because I said, is this normal? Huh. It, you know, I'm really busy and this is kind of crazy and I'm not complaining. I, you know, I, again, I'm, I'm clueless. <laughs> Explain to me, like, is this good? Is this not good? You know. And he's like, you know, most people don't get this kind of attention. And I think part of it is because we just hit really good timing mm -hmm. for the subject. And it's it's interesting because I, I wanted to get this done a long time ago. And I think just the extra time and the extra stories and different things that just how it came out, I think it ended up for the best. I think we're just hitting a really good time period for this to come out and it's just a subject that people are really kind of embracing right now. So I, I kind of, um, I'm just, you know, I'm just enjoying it <laughs> for as long as it lasts. Yeah. Well, that's great. You've had a, a good run with all kinds of fun things. Um, but so now that we've talked about the publishing stuff, I just want to talk a little bit more about the book. We'll bring it around full circle. And I'm going to ask you, um, if you have a favorite chapter in your book. Oh, no, I don't. Not <laughs> at all, huh? <laughs> They're all awesome. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I don't know. Just because I, I feel like I put so much. I mean, every chapter of that book, it felt like I, I swear when I started, like I'm never gonna finish this. this is so. And <laughs> part of it is, and I, I feel like writers. I mean, you know, you know, when you're doing it, you're like, I, don't, I, don't, I think I don't think I'm alone. It just seems like. And a lot, and part of my problem with this book was that there's so much that I wanted to write. Right. And there's so much, and what I realized, and, and I talked about this with my agent too, cause, you know, it's good, this is why it's good to have an agent too. You can be like, oh, I'm stuck here, or I don't know how to get past this, or, you know, like, what are your thoughts on this? Um, and we, we talked about, it, we're like, we just need to keep it simple. And because there's so many other things to talk, you know, it's simple giving. There's so many other things that I wanted to talk about. We can put that aside and keep that for the next book. Right. Um, so each chapter, I feel like, um, you know, I, I spent a lot of time on each one and each one could probably be, I could actually write a book on each chapter. <laughs> for sure. There's so much good stuff in here. I mean, I just, I love everything from, you know, having people shop for a cause, and that is something that's so easy to do. You're shopping anyway. Man, right. find something, you know, and there and, and there's so many websites offer everything that you could buy anywhere else just about, you know, or uh, if you're looking for jewelry or even undies or whatever. Right. You can find them in a, in a place to shop and give back. But I think if I had to choose a favorite chapter, it would probably be six which is um, giving model four, taking action on your passion. Right. 
for obvious reasons, <laughs> you know, and, and I just think it's great that you've, because there's so many, I think, and you're right about saying that the timing is good right now because we're living in a time frame where people, I think, feel like they want to do more. They want to be part of something important. They want to, right. you know, they want to matter. And um, so being able to lay in it out for them how they can act on their passion. I think that's really yeah. great. Well, and Chapter 6 is a good example. And, you know, it, it, taking action on your passion, and it's, and you know, as you are one of the people who is who is featured in it, and like with the stories that I tell, there in that one in particular, it shows you that anybody can be a philanthropist or you know a simple giver, however you want to put it. Like anybody could take something that they're really passionate about or something that really moves them or has really affected them in their life, and do something with it for good. Right. It doesn't have to be. You don't have to be. Spending a ton of money. A lot of this stuff is, you know, it's like volunteer. It's bootstrapping stuff. It's just putting ideas out there on the Internet or whatever and doing whatever you can do, whatever your capacity is to make a difference. And, like, that's the whole point of the book is figure out what works for you, how you want to give. And it could be just picking fair trade coffee when you go to the, the grocery store. You could start that way. You know what I mean? It's it's like really simple stuff. You don't, you know, don't, if you, if you have the capacity to give money, um, there are ways you could do that too, but it's, you know, it, you don't have to just limit yourself to that and you don't have to limit yourself to the giving season this time of year. That's right. It's all the time, every way you want to do it. Um, okay. So, and what about you? What is your favorite way to give? You know, and for me, and a, a lot of this, and I talk a lot about my own journey in the book, and I always do, and, it, and I, it is a journey. It's a journey that I'm always on, like how I talk about the, the pull that I have to give and that I always feel like I have to give more. For me, I'm to the point where it's just a matter of being aware of the giving opportunities around me at all times. Right. So, like, this morning I was at my gym. I worked out. We do a lot of things. Um, we do a lot of giving through our gym, just the community. And, you know, there is out, like, there's a donation there, jar there for, um, you know, various things. Um, I, you know, the, the work that I do at the homeless shelter, I'm, you know, sharing like wish lists with them so that people, I'm, I'm going to put together a, you know, we're going to have like a Dropbox type thing where people can bring in gifts and then I can use, so I can use that as a way to collect gifts to fulfill wish lists where I work. It's like all the things, like I don't have to go out of my way. It's stuff that's happening right. around me every day. Or, you know, the, the note that you get home about, we got, I got a note um, the other day about, you know, $5 Christmas gift or holiday gift. Um, at school for my son's class and I said and, you know I said okay we can do this and I but I immediately emailed the teacher and I said I would like to provide another gift um, for a child there you know in the class who cannot afford to do that because there's always you know th there could be somebody in need who just can't do it or right. for whatever reason so like little things like that it's like I just that's my favorite way to give just look for the opportunities around me and do what I can do. And that is a classic example of simple giving. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, I love your book, and um, I'm glad to have 
had the chance to interview you about it finally. And um, thank you for being with us today. Thank you. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.